Hold on. Okay, cool. We are live, folks, and welcome, welcome, welcome to episode one. <laughs> until I learn, until I learn how to get the software uploaded on the Zoom, I'm gonna just insert it, you know, manually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're get, we're we're rolling with the punches, as people will figure out later on. Oh yeah, rolling. We steady rolling. Uh, I got I got cruise control on with these punches. <laughs> you know. <it's> just, <laughs> So we chilling. Um, welcome to Mindful on the Move podcast, episode two. So, <laughs> yeah, Mindful on the Move. Pro- I'm Coach Kyle. Yeah, and uh, this is Mindful on the Move. So today's topic that we're going to go over is going to be uh, the three types of van life. But before we get into that, I want to go ahead and do our disclaimer real quick. We are not acknowledge self-acknowledge as those gurus or you know top industry experts or anything like that we are just advocates of the environment and the world and we just want to help bring awareness to the community uh we want this for to be for entertainment uh primarily education secondary you know uh purposes <laughs> only so and with that being said uh, please do not copyright any of this information without our written and granted permission from the Mindful on the Move staff. So, honored you want to copy, but get permission. Yeah, yeah, get that permission. Get that permission. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with episode with this episode, I want to talk about the three different types of van life that I've noticed on mm-hmm. the road. And um, so there's there's opportunity, privilege, and situation. Um, Say that again. I would like. To operation not not operation but opportunity situational and like privilege like some so three ways we can get into it is through an opportunity Mm -hmm. through a privilege or through a situation yeah yeah so like uh a so basically like for for hours it was kind of like it was like situational like you know we were we were in a situation where we were living on a boat stealth stealth living on a boat you know because we weren't trying to pay pay rent pay the expensive mm-hmm. my, my apartment was like three grand and where were you on a boat for people who haven't uh yeah that so i used to live on a 32 foot yacht motorhome had a blown engine so i was able to get it off get it half off and <laughs> we started living in san diego because i was in the navy i was in the process of getting out the navy and i was like oh i still want to live in san diego but not pay this three grand rent for this apartment i mean it was close to the beach but nah so i was not trying to pay that and found a boat on craigslist uh the guy who was selling me the boat helped me get into the marina and um you know the marina manager asked me a lot of he was like hey you're not trying to live on this boat are you and and i'm over there like no so uh, <laughs> chris is shaking his head if you yeah, not watch the video yes yeah i was shaking for for my viewers they'll be able to see that so shout out to the viewers <laughs> as well on youtube uh, y'all the real ones and yeah so i was lying to him saying saying i wasn't living on it and it's me and taylor living on this thing so um that's when the opportunity came up i was like, oh we just get a van since we can't like take the boat out and stuff and I really couldn't even afford a van. Like I just not like I had money sitting around. I I went to a bank and got a car loan, you know, mm-hmm. for I actually got a got a boat, a loan for the boat, and I got a loan for the van, 
you know, so I didn't never at any point in time that I just have enough money to just buy any of these things. Were you still active duty in the Navy at that time? You, no, no, I was I was out of the military, but um, for some reason they were they I I was working, so they they were they counted mm. my work income. It was yeah. like, okay, I guess you could pay. I guess you could pay this. And so, um, got, so you had a foot a, in this situation, but the, so the situation kind of came to you. Yeah, yeah. So that that was like opportunity, and then like you know, like privilege is just like you know you saw a video or something or you saw somebody and you just had the money to get one and it's more so like the privilege is more so like a weekend warrior kind of kind of person like you know someone that has the financial stability to acquire one but they're not necessarily Mm going to do it all the time or somebody that has the financial stability to not even worry about you know like working or something like that they can just buy one outright and start living a Instagramist lifestyle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, you have um, situational where it's just, you know, like you just can't, you just can't afford to, you know, the cost of you can't afford the cost of living. You're forced. You're forced into the vehicle kind of yeah, life. You're yeah. saying cost of living for like forces you into into a vehicle. Yeah. And so kind of like. I, and I would say like um, that movie Nomad that came out was it called Nomad? Nomad Land, you talking about? Nomad that that was the movie with the the older lady that lived in the van. Yeah, Nomad Land, I think is the the title of it that came out um, featuring what is his name Bob Wells and Bob, his community. Bob Wells, yeah, Bob yeah, Wells, and yeah. Um, people and yeah, the lady who worked at Amazon warehouses and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like with, with that, that was like situational, like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was a lot of people's intro, uh, a lot of newer people that were not known of van life and the nomadic community, tiny, tiny dwelling. That was like their first exposure, piece of exposure to the, to the community. So they, some people have only, only understand it from situational. And that's why I have like Mm. close friends and family. They'll just, you know, they'll just say like a car. They'll just call the rig a car. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, this ain't no, you see this? This is a whole house. I got cabinets. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is a a living space. You know what I'm saying? This is a home. This is a home Uh on wheels. And um, yeah, yeah, that that gets confused sometimes with just the perception because some people just can't like understand it. And yeah, just really like house. Be- I, th- I like the phrase houseless, you know, mm-hmm. ain't homeless, but yeah, houseless. Not, not homeless. <laughs> houseless. Houseless. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I like I like your perspective. Yeah. On the situational, the privilege and the um, opportunity for me, I was probably kind of more in the mix in the privilege and opportunity. Um, yeah. Like it was something. Um, I financed the the van I'm in too with my partner. We did that, but I was in a good situation and I chose to pursue this during the Mm -hmm. pandemic and wanting um, a different lifestyle, wanting to live a life of travel was really the big inspiration. And for me, 
as you'll learn, but kind of more of I sharing as we go, like it's a spiritual journey for me. This is not my purpose to live in van life, but van life is a, is a means in which I can leave, live more purposefully. Um, and I don't have a typical story. Like a lot of people, I didn't have a corporate job. I hated, felt like I was wasting it. I had a job at a university. I felt really aligned, had a really strong community, but they're in my spiritual quest and purpose. I was like, I needed to believe in myself to take this next step, leave my job, leave my apartment, leave my community, go off on, you know, the road and uh, stretch myself. So I definitely recognize I have more of that privilege set um, and kind of taking the opportunity um, we have in these times um, with the pandemic and kind of having more access to information. The resources now are easier to get solar and all these yeah. different things. Um, so, yeah, I, I relate to those things that you're talking about. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I just wanted to bring awareness to it because I want people to be mindful of of like who you're transversing with in a conversation per se. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, and to not necessarily you don't want to you don't want to necessarily uh, complain about some of your problems if you're in a state of like privilege and opportunity. You don't necessarily want to like want to complain about your problems to someone that is in this lifestyle because of like situationship and mm -hmm. you know y'all might end up being at the same campsite you might be parked in the same parking lot maybe parked on the same in the same road or something so it's mm -hmm. like you, you you might find yourself running into these different people and you don't necessarily want to you don't necessarily want to um unintentionally offend anyone you know by just coming off as like uh, obnoxious or something and you know triggering somebody because they're like oh like I mean I don't have solar in my van so you complaining about about um first world van life problems first world <laughs> van life problems you know and or you know just when somebody complains about maybe like oh it was uh like uh oh, I don't I can't really pull up one in my head at the moment but um well, it's just time where, where things happen. Yeah. So you're saying the reason that understanding these three perspectives have you're offering a perspective that you've learned over your five plus years of living nomadic mm -hmm. and tiny via the boat and the van. And now you and your partner have separate rigs too. Like you got a lot of experience. And so what you're sharing is your perspective on the three different paths that you've seen, not only yourself, but the people you meet and how the mindfulness of knowing not everybody has gotten into it the same way helps yeah. us connect with people in terms of not making assumptions um, of other people and our thing. Am, am I tracking that? Yeah, 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 for sure. Because if you know, we when we first got into the van, um, you know, we didn't. Our van didn't have any electricity. Um, mm. You know, no so no solar um we were so afraid to like cook <laughs> in the van like I, I, the whole conception about like you, i was like oh I've, are we gonna kill ourselves like trying to cook something one time and you know just out of like anxiety alone like you know mm -hmm. like six, six months without like really and there wasn't a youtube there weren't a bunch of youtube crazes that you could find uh back in 2017 right when you all started or if there was, it may, may it wasn't uh, widely known. I mean, it was it, it was definitely around, you know. Yeah. And, um, I would say I got more so introduced. 
I got introduced to like the internet aspect of van life um, after my motorcycle accident. So timeline perspective, um, we got the we got the boat in 2017 of, of like June, May, May of 2017. September we got the van. In November, I got in a near-death motorcycle accident and I was like, I couldn't work anymore mm. for like six months, couldn't lift anything over six pounds. And the day before my motorcycle accident, I was just gonna pay a guy to, cause I, I was more so in a, when I first got, when we first got started doing van life, it was immediately, it was opportunity. And then it kind of turned into situational after my motorcycle accident, because mm. I had the opportunity to just work my three jobs that I was working at the time. And I'd be like, okay, I can just pay this guy to install this electrical system in here so then I can have a fan and a fridge and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then the very next day I get in this accident and they're like, okay, Mr. Allen, like you can't do anything if, if at all for like, you know, a while. And we don't really know how you're going to recover and stuff. So it was, then it was like, oh, now, now like my all my jobs got rid of my position and stuff and now i'm like mm. jobless not really moving around and i was like okay well now it was like a situation because i see um taylor was able to get taylor was able to get a new job and i was able to just stay in the van and we would just have the van and just kind of just pull up right close to taylor's job sleep right there so then Taylor could just walk in and then and on her break, mm -hmm. she could come in and like check on me if need be and stuff. And I was still kind of close around. So, and I couldn't yeah. really move around anyway. So like a, a van with a bed was kind of like perfect for my situation at the time. And you nice. know, that was like having to, um, and then it, that, that time allowed me to do research on van life. And cause I think, um, that makes sense. The accident was in November uh in december our engine blew up on the van uh, i was driving that was a rough winter <laughs> yeah yeah rolling with the punches folks rolling with the punches over here so um so i'm literally just taking my i was taking one of my friends who got in the moped he got in a moped uh, accident and uh, he was like hey man like you gonna pick me up from the hospital or whatever and i was like on my way to go pick him up and um the engine blows up and i was like okay great like this is there's a lot going on so yeah, yeah that was when i've kind of found out about um eamon and beck because i just typed in on youtube mm -hmm. like, i typed in like i i think i typed in engine blown up sprinter van and then all of a sudden a youtube video popped up of this couple in mexico and their engine blew up and i immediately felt better about my situation i was like <laughs> I am not in a second world country and my engine just blew up. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Being in a foreign place you're not familiar with and mm -hmm. yeah, made, ma made you feel a little bit of gratitude from that comparison. Yeah. 18, yeah. 18 minutes later, I was like, oh my goodness, they got to ship it back to Canada and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm just, uh, I was like, I'm lucky. I was just right there. So. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for sharing your experiences and like so can you think of examples of how understanding these three perspectives can help people meeting people on the road around the campsites interacting with folks in communities they visit yeah yeah like um i think just being like 
one safe way is to like you don't want to necessarily i've noticed that talking to some people like talking to some people about money on the road is like like it almost like offends people mm. and like kind of because some people like are hurting for money and that's why they live in a van so it's like so for some people it's almost like this what do you mean bro like <laughs> like like don't, yeah. why are you asking me this question um yeah and culturally like money is still kind of a taboo thing that we keep keep individual you know like yeah, and, yeah. but i know yeah just in my time in the van life and i started in june 2021 with my partner and i had that privilege to get started and leave my job and have a little bit of savings to live off of um, but we don't have a fancy rig like i can't stand up in mine i find we financed ours we're, you know so i have but i had enough privilege to where i had enough stability in that but people want to know like especially people outside or even for me like as i've met more people i do want to know how are you making it work <laughs> you know and there is there's a range of folks who are just like as i've gotten to know people and got more trust and people have shared is there's people who are just like i'm kind of just living off credit cards until i can get my next job um yeah. seasonal job there are people who work those seasonal jobs and then have that chunk and live off it um and there's people who have full-time or part-time jobs on the road remotely um mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of different ways that people are putting it together or some people kind of will go to a destination, have that in-person job like the Nomadland showed, kind of going, getting jobs at like warehouses or things like that. You can find different things, but that's a different way that I've I've noticed people doing that. And yeah, it's um, I guess it's my my reason for this whole podcast was just like, well, this episode in particular was just. I've like talked with some people and mm -hmm. you know just in private they've said like it literally gives me anxiety when somebody asks me like how do I make money on the road so it's like mm -hmm. I kind of just with like knowing that information I kind of just when it comes to the term of money like I kind of just wait for someone to kind of like bring it up rather rather than like to poke at somebody's trauma unintentionally mm -hmm. it's like and and then with like the that's the you know, mindfulness in, right there that's the mindfulness yeah. right there yeah because we're we're in this period of like you know we're still in the pandemic so you mm -hmm. know like people are going through financial hardship and you know mm -hmm. let alone physical illness you know that that's going around so it's to um you know you, you def definitely don't want to like poke poke any bears you know and upset anybody for sure yeah, what I'm taking from this is using that awareness, right? Our mindfulness, our awareness of, okay, other people have different lived experiences than me. Other people are in this for various reasons. So knowing that, but then also the second layer is like, don't make assumptions based on our viewpoint of like what people are doing. People can have really nice rigs, just like they have really nice houses, but they're living above their means or at their means. Yeah. Like some people can like, so I think that's another mindful point is like really get to know the people we're meeting um, on the road and build that trust. And I think it's understandable too, to kind of learn, especially for me, I can relate to like, 
I'm living off my savings and I want to keep doing this. I want to learn how to do this. Um, so I want to get some feedback, some people, but it's not something I just jump out and kind of figure like, Oh, you got a sweet rig. You must have a great job or, well, how do you, uh, you know, um, not making these assumptions and building the trust and the relationship first. Um, and because as you go through this community, those who have been in it know that you kind of have this, we have this camaraderie still with a lot of folks as we kind of meet people. There is this camaraderie of the kind of struggle we've gone through and trying to learn how to live nomadically. It's got a lot of bliss, but it's also got a lot of challenges. It's still life, right? That's one thing I learned my first summer, first three months, like van life is still life. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's still challenges, but it does have, and there's reasons we love it. So but coming back to my point of sounds to me like that's kind of the different layers of not assuming uh, everyone's in it for a certain reason and then not labeling based on what, what we see about people before we kind of get to know them. Um, would you say that's accurate from what I'm getting yeah, from you, what you're sharing? Yeah, you highlighted two really good things like the the assumptions because, um, you know, um, I was just hanging out with somebody yesterday and um they said that when they stepped out of their van uh somebody was like oh like you don't you don't look like somebody that lives in a van and it was mm-hmm. like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so many questions can you tell <laughs> so, me more about that there's that coaching can you tell me more about that <laughs> yeah, yeah could, could you care to elaborate <laughs> yes yeah, so. if you need to you know if it's a total stranger sometimes you just kind of shrug it off but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was a, a total stranger. So it was just like, you know, and um, and then the second thing is like uh I've I've heard the term um uh, like imposter, imposters, mm. you know, and um yep. you like nobody wants to feel like they're an imposter, and then you know, like some people don't want to come off as being an imposter, so it's like um, and you know, some people like try to imposter just for like peace of mind, you know, like to make it seem like they have everything going on just so it's not yeah not um so everybody's not in your business per se or something like that so yeah because it was it was weird um you know just because we we have a sprinter people are just like oh like you guys are like balling and i'm like no bro like i i did not have like the funds to buy the van <laughs> but trust me you're because some people get caught up in that comparison state and yeah you know you're comparing like you're comparing your product against somebody else's product and you're yeah. not necessarily comparing the progress and the time and the resources that was allocated for them to be in the position that they're in and because mm-hmm. sometimes you know we can get caught up in this high state of comparison and comparison is just a thief of joy so you know you comparing your your life whether you're like in a situational and you run into somebody that's in like a state of privilege, like, mm-hmm. you know, it can really affect your mental health. And I'm speaking from experience. Cause I like, you know, when we first got started, it was kind of like opportunity and then it kind of turned into situational. And I would find myself like just getting very agitated, just watching vlogs. Cause I was trying to get information about vans and stuff. And I, I find myself having to like watch a vlog of maybe a van lifer that's in that form of like privilege or opportunity. Mm. And I'm just like, I'm trying to like compare that I don't have what they have and it's affecting my mental health. And I'm like, Oh, like how, why are you smiling so much on camera? Like, stop that. Like, <clears throat> like you make, 
looked so happy. Like I just, I just spilt my pee jug on me. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the worst. Yeah, it's just the worst. You, you just having a bad day, you know. And uh, like I, I had to stop myself from just comparing myself to others. Yeah, I like that saying. Comparison the thief of joy. You know. <clears throat> from my experience of life coaching, like I've, I've done the thing of like comparison, like you mentioned earlier, when you compare yourself to the Eamon and Beck situation of their engine blowing out in Mexico and having to ship to Canada, the comparison for gratitude in terms of your situation can be uplifting, but there is a slippery slope that often happens in our society of comparison to shame or judgment or blame. Right. And like, so if we're feeling that comparison, and we're feeling shame um, or blaming other people, shaming other people, that's where I think it's important to be mindful of that and check in. How is the comparison affecting us, mm-hmm. right? Because van life and van life community and the tiny living community, nomadic community, it's still a microcosm of our culture and all the things going on. You know, like we are people that came from these cultures living in houses and, and we're trying to do this. So it makes sense that, you know, we're trying to keep up with the Joneses or compare and this and that. And, um, you know, having rig envy is definitely a thing that can kind of creep in. Um, right. Just have being grateful. I know for myself as like having a low roof fan, like, I have to battle that sometimes. It's just like, man, I really <laughs> just envy people who can have that tall van. And like, sometimes I feel like, oh, should I have just forked out more money or had to taken out a bigger loan or something like that to be able to do that. But that's kind of putting in like shame or blame. So I got to catch myself there and be yeah. grateful for where I'm at and know that it's helping. It's helping me live in a way I want to and but being open to myself of evaluating too you know so and I yeah, like how I you talked about to the um sorry I liked how you talked about seeing people on vlogs and stuff and especially a f- few years ago that makes sense too because when you're in a situational perspective like you're, you've been telling us about and um you're living this way in order to maintain your security you're not focused on uh van life or it's not as glamorous you know so people who have who probably have a little more privilege have been able to make videos or have a skill set to make videos or you know some kind of background to be able to make it entertaining or visually pleasing to kind of gain some stuff it's yeah aesthetically pleasing to get a following and stuff like that so yeah it's uh yeah because I, I definitely feel like I'm, i kind of float in this like opportunity space and but you know because the optics sometimes it can just look like a point of privilege and mm-hmm. maybe maybe there's not enough there it, it can be a double-edged sword maybe there's not enough gratitude on my end but it mm-hmm. also on my perspective i'm like no like i i literally don't have the funds to just spend on rent you know especially mm-hmm. with like uh, we have large dogs so it's like we we have large like aggressive breeds but if you met chief and storm you're like oh these are the most well-behaved nicest dogs mm-hmm. in camp so just yeah, <laughs> but um but and it's crazy unless you're, unless you're a tennis ball yeah unless you're a tennis ball then chief is like i am i'm that ball is mine so, <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk, um, you know, we plan to talk more about privilege in a different episode, but I think right knowing that thing and just being mindful of our own states, other people's states, yeah. not making assumptions, um, not shaming or blaming ourselves for where we're yeah, at. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So I think it's like, for me, from the life coaching side, it's like, be kind to yourself. Um, and this is reminding me too of like the four agreements like that come from uh shoot i'm blanking but i think it's the toltec i forget the author but this book called the four agreements um and i didn't plan for this so i apologize for forgetting but it's be impeccable with your word is number one right it's like um don't make assumptions which i see as like seek understanding right mm-hmm. um and it's like don't take things personal which I see as like, see the bigger picture, right? Like you, it affects you, but it's not about you all the time. Um, yeah. And then always do our best, whatever that is. Like today's best might be better or worse than tomorrow's best, you know? But those are the four agreements um, that come from that, uh, that book called The Four Agreements that just popped into me that I want to share with folks. If you haven't heard of it, go check it out. Nice. And the last thing I want to highlight when in, in, in being mindful and the three types of van life is that you know um there's always going to be someone being being living in a van or a vehicle tiny dwelling there's always going to be technically people above you and people below you there's going to be mm-hmm. people below you that don't have a vehicle to sleep in and there's the people above you that have a home like a house with a built foundation to sleep on that have their advantage you know so but um just be aware of that at all times and when people talk to you because sometimes they might talk to you in the sense of like they see you in a van so they're like oh my god i feel so sorry for you and your and your pets and your partner and blah blah blah. and we're like no like this is a whole choice we made or like and sometimes like if it is situational like i don't really need a pity party you know what i'm saying like i more so might need that parking spot you know what i'm saying <laughs> <Water up. laughs> like, yeah, yeah like if you yeah. really want to help out so but other than that that was that's probably that's about it what i wanted to share that's great i want to highlight that gem you said of just remember as much as possible bring back your awareness to there's always going to be people in more privilege than you and there's always people in less privilege than you so finding that balance having gratitude but don't shame don't shame you know um, especially yourself um and uh yeah and get to know that's one big takeaway is like really get to know each other um and if you are if you if you do find situational stuff and you can help then do that sweet yeah uh, with that being said uh i think we can go ahead and conclude this episode I want to thank everybody, the viewers and listeners that are participating on this beautiful experience that we call Mindful on the Move podcast. And be sure to follow us uh, on our individual Instagrams, uh, Muscles on the Move for me. Uh, I'm, you can... I'm at Kyle Jason Lightsky. We'll put it in the notes because my name's hard to spell. Yeah. And it's, it's on the screen for the viewers. You got the advantage. So go ahead and check that out. And thank you all for listening. Please comment, like, subscribe, and share. It very it goes a very long way and it's free for you i know you ain't gonna do nothing else but eat or whatever so go ahead and do it <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all we'll see you down the road see you down the road three on the ground <laughs> <laughs>